the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. My two co-hosts, Mark Hahn and Nam Fon, are off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia, excuse me, today's trivia theme is TV shows from the 1980s. We'll see how uh, well the audience can do on that. Uh, we do have a special guest today, Keely Hubbard. Um, I'm going inter- to uh, read a little bit about uh, Keely for the audience here. So with over 17 years of sales experience as a top producer across various industries, Keely has conquered nearly every obstacle imaginable as she implemented her custom sales appro- uh, process Excuse me, that grew an international organization's revenues from $40 million to over $220 million in less than four years as a sales coach and business strategist, Keeley helps her clients confidently close more deals to achieve consistent income and rapid growth. She also has a bright proprietary sales strategy. Uh, and I'm going to want to learn about that one. Okay. Keely, welcome to the best of investing. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Hey, well, so uh, tell us a little bit how you got into uh, the, you know, coaching and business strategists, and then we'll get into some of the, the nuts and bolts. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a 18 year sales professional. <laughs> I've been doing sales for a very long time. And I grew my career through kind of in the trenches, learning how to sell. Um, I got really frustrated with a lot of the trainers that were presented to me when I was in a sales role of, you know, how to close deals. And it just made me really uncomfortable. It was a lot of that sales stuff that most turns most people off and most consumers yeah. hate. And so I very quickly realized, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. And so I went down this path of learning how to sell in a way that felt authentic to me. It was very intentional. And my clients thanked me as a result and gave me a lot of referrals. And so I built a... What were you, what were you selling at the time? Financial education. So it was high ticket, you know, fifteen dollars to $75,000 in education. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I built a big career there and eventually, you know, took that into the corporate space and started teaching it to sales teams of about 600 people. And we grew, grew the company and, you know, the path that a lot of corporate people feel, I got burnout. (laughs) Those traveling like 23 days a month. And so I quit at the peak of my career and went into coaching for myself and working with business owners. It's uh, one of those, uh, how many of these do you want to buy? (laughs) It's so funny because my uh, business associate, uh, actually the CEO of the company, Mark Hahn, 
uh, at Pacific Private Money. <laughs> we just did a, a, a podcast on this, um, and we were talking about how we don't we don't like sell. It's it's more by attraction rather than promotion. So we don't really even ask for the check. You know, yeah. it's like we tell you about it, and if it sounds good, you'll let us know. And I think people Love really that. kind of appreciate that. And then people yeah. write checks for millions of dollars, you know, so the proof is in the pudding. You know, yeah. let me ask you a little something because I, and I like to get some, get your advice on this because um, I, uh, I, I like to think that I'm a, I'm a very good salesman. So you put me in the room, my whole thing, my tagline is you put me in the room with a hundred people and I will quote, sell 99 of them. I'll get that hundredth person might take me a week or two, right? But I don't have the marketing skills. Like, I don't know how to get, how do you get 100 people in the room? You know, an email yeah. blast, knock on the door. Hi, would you like to come to our webinar, you know, seminar or whatever, <laughs> right? So yes. uh, do you, would you, were you mostly in the sales part or the marketing part or both? Because I was primarily in the sales role. I worked very closely with our marketing department because if the communication's not aligned from what's bringing clients in the door, I knew that my sales teams had no chance of actually bringing the business yeah. in. But I, I did. I wrote nationally syndicated infomercials. I hosted it on CNBC. I did nationally syndicated radio shows. Like I've done all the marketing stuff, but the actual execution of it, of bringing people in the door was an entire department. So I'd say my wheelhouse is more, more on the sales conversation side. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Let's see. We are going to be cutting to a break here pretty soon. So uh, before we do, I do want to make a couple of mentions here. First, uh, the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga, beautiful place if you've never been there. Uh, They're offering 25% off this season. Check them out at the Mount View Hotel dot com in Calistoga, which, you know, everybody here in California knows where Calistoga is. Beautiful. beautiful. One of the nicest pools I've ever been to. And then also uh, Petty Theft, which is a tribute band to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, is playing at the Mystic Theater in Petaluma on April 8th. And you can, if you look up Petty Theft, you'll find them. I love that name. It's really kind of funny. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to we're going to go to our first uh, trivia question here, uh, talking about uh, TV shows from the 1980s. And uh, by the looks of you, uh, Keely, I'm sure that was way before you were born. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I mean, I tell people, I go, I look good for, for a man at 82. I'm, I'm not 82, but I look good for a man at 82. All right, here we go. First trivia question. Which TV show featured the following characters? Blair, Joe, Natalie, Tootie, and Mrs. Garrett. The first Caller with the correct answer is going to win the tanning certificate, which is, by the way, worth over $100. So it's a nice little, uh, nice little gift there. Again, uh, uh, trivia question number one, uh, TV shows from the 1980s. Which show featured the following characters? Blair, Joe, Natalie, Tootie, and Mrs. Garrett. And when we come back, we're going to continue on with uh, Keeley. Hubbard, uh, who's going to give us some strategies about uh, attracting investors and some other sales techniques. We're going to love to hear about that. All right. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the best of investing. Stay with us. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with my special guest, Keely Hubbard, uh, who's going to teach us about uh, raising capital, coaching, attracting investors, et cetera. Uh, but let's first uh, answer the trivia question we had, number one, which was, which TV show from the 1980s featured the following characters, Blair, Joe, Natalie, Tootie, and Mrs. Garrett? Now, Keely, that was before you were born. So uh, <laughs> do you know the answer to that one? I was born in 85, but I don't know the answer. Ah, okay. See, I told you. All right. Uh, the facts of life. Yeah. The facts of life. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that. Ah, see, there you go. Okay. Hey, want to make one more mention here also for the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge. Uh, all front, uh, excuse me, all lakefront hotel, every lodge room and condominium has a view of Lake Tahoe. Check them out at TahoeLakeshoreLodge.com. All right. So, Keely, we have you in, uh, I, I say in the studio, it's in the Zoom studio. Um, so let, let's start off in the beginning. How, how do you attract investors? You know, I've been raising private money for a long time. Right after I got out of the financial education space, I went into raising private money for um, a hedge fund for stocks and bonds and, and all the things. And, you know, we went through the path of sending out mailers and bringing people to a really nice steakhouse and doing presentations. So I've, yeah. I've done that. I'll tell you, that's a really expensive route. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in organic traffic and organic relationships. And it's not the quick and easy button. I think everybody wants that. Like, what's the fastest way to get new people to find you? And I know people that have spent $150,000 in marketing in one year and got like four investors out of it. So very, very rough results. Marketing is so expensive. So in my mind, it's organic traffic. It's getting in front of rooms where your investors are. If you can get on stage anytime and speak, whether it's about your investments or even if it's about something else, everybody's got skill sets outside of just the investing world. People will come find you. They want to talk to you. And so I coach a lot of my clients to getting those speaking engagements, figuring out if you find a networking group. Okay, but how, how do you get the speaking engagements? I mean, there, there's the generic networking, you know, a lot of mm -hmm. little mini cocktail parties. Some of them are, are worthwhile, some aren't. And I actually have been to a couple where I never would have thought that this networking group would have produced anything for me. But every once in a while, I caught yeah. that one person. And it was really <laughs> kind of amazing. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a needle in a haystack. But so how, how do you get on a speaking circuit? I mean, I've actually been hired as an expert witness by attorneys. So, well, you know, it's, and it's great, but it's like trying to get that next gig, you know, the first one's mm -hmm. always the hardest, but it's like, yeah, I'm trying to do speaking. I mean, I'm fine speaking, but again, it's the marketing side. How do you market that to, to yeah. whoever? Well, I think if you want to stand out, you've got to have a pitch page. And so whether that's just a PDF document or it's on a landing page, I think both work really well where you can show people, you know, here's me speaking in the past in various formats on stage on online trainings. Here's the topics that people typically bring me on for what I usually talk about. Here's testimonials. It just legitimizes you and makes you look more like a professional speaker. If you really want to get on stage for those, for those reasons. Um, so pitch page is a big one. And I think also too, it's how you're reaching out to the person that's in charge of the organization and figuring out where are their gaps? What are they looking for? Where can you fill those holes? Trade associations are always looking for speakers. So that's a great place to start an easy win. For sure. You know, it's interesting. I reached out to a couple of them, but maybe the timing was bad because they said, oh, all, everything's already filled. We don't even have, because I even said, listen, you know, ordinarily we, we would charge for stuff like this, but I won't charge. I just, you know, just cover the expense of me flying to wherever I have to go. And, mm -hmm. and not that I want, I was even asking to be a keynote speaker, but you know, a lot of times these symposiums, there's a lot of, I don't want to say dead air time, but it's like, you need to break it up. 
You can't mm-hmm. just have, you know, one quick business thing after another. And I've actually got a whole pitch deck, so to speak, you know, with, with a lot of humor, but a lot mm-hmm. of good stories in, in the mortgage industry that I think would you know, keep the audience awake. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure how, you know, uh, what, like what, would, what advice would you give someone like me? It could be the timing of when you reached out. Most people right now are filling fourth quarter speaking gigs, right? Because we're in early first quarter or late first, first quarter. Late first, but most people yeah. are filling fourth quarter. So I think getting to them ahead of time and more than just asking for the engagement. I'm a big fan of coffee on Zoom. I just want to meet people. And so if we can build a relationship through coffee on Zoom and I can find a way to send them people and figure out who's your avatar and who's your person that you're looking for. And let me dig into my network and see if I can find somebody and really building a real relationship before you ask for something. Very good. Uh, no, very good. I like that. Okay. Um, how do you scale your capital raising? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> hey, I'm only going by questions you gave me to ask. I know. <laughs> I didn't I know. Make up. <laughs> yeah, scaling it is, um, it can be a big answer, but I would say to simplify and break it down, it's, it's getting investors that can invest with you more than one time and raising the minimums on your investment amounts. Minimums become maximums. And when you have, you know, I've had people that I worked with in the past and when they first came to me, their minimums were like $35,000, $40,000 and they're struggling to hit their targets. I'm like, you need to bring that up above $100,000 because attention follows money. And so you may talk to some investors and it's not even worth them filling out the docs for 40 grand. But if we're talking a couple hundred thousand, now they're paying attention. You know, it's funny in the, in the early 80s, when I got my securities license, uh, one of the first companies I got hooked up with was a uh, a REIT. It was more, it was a private REIT, uh, and their minimum investment was three hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah, and and I, 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 part of me thought, oh man, that's going to be kind of crazy. And every once in a while, I get somebody just to want to invest three hundred bucks. But I think there was the perception that if it was if it was that little and there were no um, uh, suitability standards uh, for that, that suddenly people presumed it was a lot safer. And so mm-hmm. then they would start popping in more money, but still, I can't. I, I get it because like what, like one of our funds um, has a minimum two hundred fifty thousand investment, mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. you put in five hundred or a million, you get a higher interest rate. Mm-hmm. And, and sure enough, I had a, someone uh, write a check right on the spot for three million bucks, and then they added a million dollars four days later. So uh, yeah, I, I get that. And then we have yeah. other ones where you know minimum minimums are fifty thousand. Tell you what. Believe it or not, we have to go to another break here. <laughs> um, let's see here. Before we do, I want to make a mention for Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Pizza the way it ought to be. I just I, I get hungry every time I even say Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Check them out. Okay. Uh, let's see. Second trivia question about the uh, TV shows from the 1980s. An ex-model and a private detective run the Blue Moon Detective Agency. What is this television program that we're talking about? And extra bonus points if you can name the two co-hosts. It's a, a, a man and a woman. All right. First caller with the correct answer wins a trivia uh, contest, which our giveaway is the tanning certificate. Call 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Keely Hubbard. Second trivia question. Uh, We're talking about a show from the 1980s. An ex-model and a private detective run the 
Blue Moon Detective Agency. What was the name of this television program? Gilly? I literally yeah. have zero clue. Zero clue. Okay. <laughs> Moonlighting. And it was with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. All right. Uh, last mention here also, I uh, want to mention about uh, New Living Expo uh, is going to be in San Rafael, and I believe it's April 8th. Uh, so you'll want to check them out at New Living Expo at the San Rafael uh, Civic Center Auditorium. All right. Uh, let's see here. Now, telling the story of your deal. I guess this is, this is kind of how, you're, how you throw your sales pitch out there. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yes. You know, there's, there's so many investment webinars that I go to. They're so flipping boring that I can see why investors really don't even want to attend them live anymore. So I really believe that a lot of getting investors into your deal is attracting them and making them a part of your story and bringing excitement to what you're doing. So we raise capital for Texas vineyards and everything is themed. When they log in for our investing webinar, we're playing through the grapevine dust on the bottle. Like there's, there's some music right there. We tell them to bring a glass of wine or their favorite cocktail. And I promise you, if you can get people having a drink, it just makes it a more lighthearted and fun event, but helping them understand why you're doing it and why, why you want to help families build a legacy and whatever it is that you're investing in. But I'm just think the old boring webinars need to go away forever. <laughs> we need more excitement. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, when COVID hit, uh, you know, it was a lot easier to do the webinars. But I like doing them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we always try to spice ours up because we always have good stories. Uh, yeah. You know, ones that you would just never, never think of. And yeah. uh, the audience gets kind of uh, interested in that. So at least so far, I think we're doing it right. But yes. still, there's something about a webinar that, you know, yeah, you can turn your camera off, go to the bathroom, make a sandwich and nobody knows. And, and so mm-hmm. it's, it's, whereas if you're actually sitting there listening, you know, right. uh, and the other thing is too, you can't, I know you can't make it too long. Yes. Yeah. You, know? you can't make it too long. You got short attention spans of most people, but yeah. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head with making it funny, keeping it lighthearted where people enjoy it and have a good time. It's funny, funny. We were waiting for one of our uh, special invited uh, speakers. We, we were going to do like a tag team type thing. And for whatever reason, he was running late. And I was sitting there with a group of 20 people. So I just started telling jokes. You know, and I had, to, I had to make sure I go, okay, I got the clean ones and I got the ones that are a little saucy. Let's say the clean ones, you know, because you never know. You don't oh want to find Okay. Uh, actually, there's another good uh, topic you have here. Emotional versus logical selling. Yeah. Logical selling is the rate of return. It's look at how amazing this is. It's so much better than the other assets you're in or than the stock market. It's recession resistant. You've got, you know, built-in prefs. There's a good split, like all the logical, those are not the reasons why people invest. People invest based on emotions and it's what's not working with their existing portfolio or what they don't like about their current investment structure that really prompts them to make a decision and make a change. So we have to figure out what's going on there first. You know, interesting too, Mark, uh, Mark Honf, again, I wish he was here to, to hear this because it's all good. He, he always says, you know, people invest with people they trust and they like, you know, I mean, obviously you can't promise a 1% rate of return in a 7% environment, but uh, you know, like, you know, we were, we were paying 7% uh, when the banks were paying one. Now we're paying, you know, as much as 9%. Uh, so the gap is kind of shortened, but still, you know, 9% is still a good rate. And because we're fairly conservative, but again, that's the logic, all that, that's all the good logic stuff. They have to kind of, they have to, they have to trust you. Mm-hmm. Well, and yes, I get that. In fact, I, I told a story not too long ago about how we did a presentation right at the time when uh, Bur- the Bernie Madoff situation was going on. 
And uh, we, after we did our little presentation, we asked, you know, anybody have any questions? And someone stood up and said, how do, how do we know you're not Bernie Madoff? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you know, I wasn't offended at all. I said, actually, that's a very legitimate question, you know. Yeah. And uh, what, what our explanation was, was that you could actually go to the registrar's office Right. You know, we're just like the bank. We're just like Wells Fargo. You know, when they make a loan on your house, they record it. And we did the we do the exact same thing. And I said, you can check that out. And mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of funny because I, I always like to add this extra tagline that, uh, you know, and I'm not picking on any mutual funds. They're, they're, they're fine companies. I don't I don't suspect any of them are, are fraud. OK, but I'm just going to say this in general. <clears throat> I have a I have a good friend who is like really high up at Barclays, which turned into uh, BlackRock. I mean, this guy is the guy who wrote the the checks. Yeah, let's buy two hundred billion dollars worth of X, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I, I asked him. I said, you know, with, with some of the big mutual funds like you know Vanguard, right? And Vanguard's a fine company, but they've managed like fourteen trillion dollars. I said, do you think there's anybody in the world who has ever looked at the prospectus and then actually gone to the registrar's office and said, you know, uh, Vanguard Growth Fund says that they own a million shares of Facebook? Can I double check to make sure that they really do? Uh, you know, and again, I'm not suspecting they're doing anything wrong, but, and he says, nope, I don't think anybody's ever done that. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. It's so true. Uh, but again, with us, you can, you know, Pacific Private Money, you can actually pull preliminary title reports and yes, see that we actually do, do have it recorded. Um, let's see here. We've got, uh, actually, you know what? We had to cut to another quick break, believe it or not. Okay. Third trivia question is, Colt Seaver, a Hollywood stuntman, moonlights as a bounty hunter with his nephew uh, named Howard Munson in the show. Name this TV show. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Best of best. You'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment. On 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Keely Hubbard, my special guest. This has been a very good interview so far. Um... Third trivia question, Colt Seaver, a Hollywood stuntman, moonlights as a bounty hunter with his nephew, Howard Munson, in this 1980s uh, TV show. What was the name of that show? I'm the worst. Again, it's not your fault. These are a little hard. Uh, The Fall Guy. All right. Okay. So now, uh, Keely, uh, you're you're teaching us quite a lot about these high ticket sales and and capital raising coach tidbits, so to speak. Um, so I'd like to do a couple of things. One, tell us your process of turning a stranger into a repeat investor and then uh, five fatal sales flaws. Yeah. So turning strangers into repeat investors and raving fans is all about their first interaction with you and their first experience. And traditional or traditionally trained salespeople or people raising capital think that they've got to go talk to people, build rapport, you know, ask questions to find something in common, be really friendly and then pitch what they do. And it's the biggest turnoff for people. So my approach is very different. You know, I get people talking quite a bit. I ask a ton of questions to understand more about who they are before they ever ask me, well, what is it that you do? And if they say, how do I learn more? The key thing that I do is disarm them from the very beginning. And I say, well, I'd love to chat about it. Why don't we grab coffee or lunch next week? 
I will tell you, first of all, we're not the right fit for everybody. So, but I'm happy to chat about it and see, you know, learn more about what you're doing and see if there's some synergies here just to push them back a little bit instead of saying like, Oh yeah, it's so amazing. I can't wait to share it with you. And here's everything about my investments. It's the very first interaction is so crucial into if they're confident to invest with you and they're confident sending their friends and family your way as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I've gone to a couple of fam- big family office events and, and they, they kind of give the same thing. It's like all these people always want to meet these big family offices. And first thing, hi, I'm Joe. This is what I sell. This is why you should invest. Blah, blah, blah. Can, can I get the check now? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it, it doesn't kind of work that way. So uh, why don't you tell us five, five fatal sales flaws? Okay, well, hopefully we have time in this segment, so I'm going to run through them fast. Okay. The first one is, I say, if you build it, they will not come. And what I mean by that is you can have beautiful websites and automations and funnels and lead magnets, but if you're not driving traffic to it and you're not out there talking to people, you're not going to have any capital. So conversations equal capital. The second one is stop overcoming objections. I'm so tired of that sales process. And it's not people's fault if they're doing it. Traditionally trained you know, salespeople teach this and you put yourself in this tug of war with your investor. And I would rather instead that you prevent them by asking really strategic questions, having disarmingly honest conversations about what could break up the deal or break up their investment long-term of them not working with you. So we're not trying to overcome it when it's time for them to make okay, it. So when they say, I feel this, you don't say you're wrong. You don't no. have those feelings. <laughs> no, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> right. It's acknowledging it. Like, hey, I get it. Can we talk about it? Right. This may not be the right fit. Can we talk about it? So that's number two. The third one is not disarming them from the very beginning. And what I mean by that is telling them what I do isn't the perfect fit for everybody. It may not be the right fit for you. And if you get to that point, are you going to be okay telling me that? And then in turn, you know, there's certain things we look for in our investors when it comes to our community. And if I feel like it's not the right fit from my perspective, are you okay if I share that with you? Just like very transparent, like this may not work and that's okay. And we're still going to part as friends, but can we decide that up front that we're going to decide? We sell Pacific private money is perfect for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I know, but that's the problem is that it triggers people. We're trying to avoid triggering them. I've learned, I've been uh, doing the, gosh, I've been in sale. Actually, I've been in sales since I was 11 years old selling, or actually younger than that, seven years old selling seeds and candles. So I've been doing this for- 50 something years. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Rocks at me to say, get away from me, young man. That's what I learned. I'm, I got to change my pitch. <laughs> if you haven't been hung up on or cussed out or had rocks thrown at you. Are you really even in sales? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was um, on rocks, So it worked yeah. out. Okay. What else? What else? Uh, fatal flaw. Fourth one is product vomiting on your potential investor versus figuring out first, you have the problems that I fix. And it's jumping too quickly to, let me tell you how amazing our fund is. Let me tell you how amazing this investment is, why you need to do it versus really thinking like a doctor and asking questions about what's not working. Why isn't it working? How long has it not been working? Can you yeah. give me recent examples? What do you not like about your investments in a perfect world? How would they perform? Like all these questions to really diagnose the issue. So we're not committing sales malpractice and prescribing a solution when we don't understand the problem. So more time on the problem. You know, it, it, and again, I've been doing this for a really long time. And, you, you know, it, it is kind of hard to to hold back on some things because like, at, again, Pacific Private Money, we have like this one fund we have called our Freedom Fund. It pays anywhere from 7 to 9%. But here's the best part. It's got liquidity. Hmm. All you have to do is give us 30 days notice. And again, I've been in this business a really long time and I have not seen any investment out there where you can get your money back in totality after 30 days notice 
Every every other one's got to be you know a year, two years, five years, right? You know, and, and and still pay a decent rate of return. So, you know, most people they they are concerned about you know I don't want to tie my money up. Well, mm-hmm. you don't have to. You don't have to, right? You don't have to. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not- Oh, there's a fifth one because you're going to have yes. analytical people that are like, wait, you only did four. So building a list of investors versus really building a community. And people think, hey, if I could just get 2000 people on my list, I'd raise the money I want to raise. And it becomes very transactional. And if you want to build a long lasting company of investors that refer people in, invest with you multiple times per year, you've got to build a community and communities have culture. There's a culture about it. There's, you know, they, people identify themselves within this group. They want to bring other people into it. And so you have to get less transactional and more focused on the quality of the people you're bringing in. So it's good to know their name. Yes. <laughs> Who are yes. you again? <laughs> and do they have kids and what are their kids' names and where do they live? And like, we need to know our investors. Especially if you can repeat their social security number back to them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> memory. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I worked as an accountant uh, when I was first coming out of uh, college and uh, one of the partners uh, had the reputation of a phenomenal memory but and it was so phenomenal that I used to tease him. I said, "Well, what's the guy's social security number?" He goes, "Come on, I don't remember that." All right. <laughs> you remember, you know, the kids' dates, the dog, the dog's birthday, and all that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Oh, if uh, people wanted to hire you, how would they get a hold of you? Oh, they can just check me out at keelyhubbard.com. It's just K E E L E Y, and my last name hubbard.com. And there's all kinds of great resources on there as well. Excellent. Okay. Uh, gosh, you know, there's uh, let's see, when we come back, I want to see if there's uh, I want you to see if we can find a fun story to tell us because I'm okay. sure you've got at least one. All right. Oh yeah. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to the best of investing. Don't touch that dial. We are going to be back with some closing comments and a fun story from Keely. You're listening to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Keely Hubbard. Now, Keely, you are going to give us a fun story. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the theme of this is don't take yourself so seriously. And if the more fun you have, the more money you'll make, the more, the more you'll sell, the more capital you'll raise. So I was on the phone. This is back in 2010 with a client and he was talking to me and I was checking my email, not paying attention. And I could tell he asked me a question because his voice went up. And I had no clue what he was saying. So I'm sitting there freaking out like, oh my gosh, I can't tell the guy I wasn't paying attention. So I freaked out and I hung up on him. And I, I, I know, I'm like, what am I going to do? I just hung up the phone. <laughs> so I called him back. I called him back and I was like, hey, we must have had a bad connection. What were you saying? Because I literally freaked out. I mean, the other short story is I've fallen out of my chair before when I was on the phone with a client. So, and all these people bought from me and people know I'm just a big goofy person. I'm like, the more fun you have, just be yourself. Your tribe will find you. Don't well, you know, it's funny because I, I, I try to, obviously when we're talking about like real money, you know, you got to be serious. People got to mm-hmm. know that you know what you're talking about. And I've got, yeah, I've got a long resume of, of stuff, written articles, blah, 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 right? But I like to, I like to kind of tease people I mean, in sort of a fun way, you know, and I'll tell them, I'll say, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, where, you know, where'd you, where'd you learn that? And I said, well, you know, six years of high school, you know, 
<laughs> no, they usually don't, they'll, they'll be yeah. appreciative of that. You know? Yeah, love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, again, I give out your information one more time because you got, you got a lot of good information. I really like yeah. this. Yeah, just you can find me at keelyhubbard.com um, or any of the social media platforms. Just my first and last name, Keely Hubbard. Come find me, send me a message. I'd love to connect. And you spell it K-E-E-L-E-Y. Yes, lots of E's. Lots of E's in there. Okay, <laughs> like that. All right, let's see uh, if we have one more. Uh, you mentioned personality profiles, D-I-S-C assessments. Yeah, yeah that's a fun about. one. I think... The whole lesson in that is you can't just show up in the world as who you are. We, we all have this genetic makeup of how we prefer to interact and communicate with people. Yeah. And we can't just show up and say, well, this is who I am. Deal with it. Cause you're really going to disconnect from people who are not that personality type. And long story short, when I first learned this, I'm a D dominant lion type personality, but I was showing up oftentimes not Mufasa. I turn into scar and my sales coach uh-huh. was like, you're, you're scaring people. You're too intense. Like smile. You know, I know you hate details, but this personality type loves details. And if you ever want to close business with them and do deals with them, you have to learn the details. So I really got in tune with how do other people prefer to communicate and became a chameleon in the conversation. And that really helped me close more business. Oh, very good. Yeah, I'm a uh, uh, vivid summer. I think is my, my is, that's my go. Oh, that's my colors. I'm a, I'm a sanguine. I guess is the uh, yes, the t- you are. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, Keely, it's it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure having you on. Uh, really enjoys. I might actually have to. This is a, this is the first time that I've ever had a show where I'm going to actually go back and listen to it. I love it. Yeah, because awesome. it's one of those things where it's like I, we were talking about off air about how I have to multitask between the you know looking at you know the camera, the the, the trivia, the the clock, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I I did hear a lot of what you said. Oh, by the way, my my brother actually came up with this one. Sometimes you know you meet people and you uh, the names go in and out really quickly, right? You forget. Yeah. And then when you so when you ask them, you say, "Excuse me, what's your name again?" And they say. Uh, a Joe. And you say, no, no, I remember it was Joe. I just didn't remember what your last name was. Oh, there you go. That's, that that's smart. Yeah. I thought you know, that was- somebody, somebody one time thought my name was Pee Wee. So, <laughs> you know, I answered to that. Too, close I guess. To, to it. Okay. Are you ready for our thoughts today? You'll enjoy this. All right. Yes. Ready? So yes. my dog accidentally ate a whole bag of Scrabble tiles. So I took him to the vet. No word yet. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. And uh, my son, okay, now this is a little hard because you're a woman, so you have okay. to get this tongue in cheek, okay? Yeah. Um, and so my son asked me what it was like to be married. I told him to leave me alone. And when he did, I said, Why are you ignoring me? <laughs> but, I love that. That's, you know, I mean, that's how women communicate, you know? <laughs> that's just who we are. That's it. My, my son, how much does marriage cost? I said, I don't know. I'm still paying for it. Okay. Uh-huh. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. 
the answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.